A teenage boy develops a strange relationship with his right hand in this story about our changing bodies. We watch Parasite the Maxim and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weave of all trades, and TV-obsessed chin monster, PJ. And me, a spooky alien dog, Skylar. And joining us today, returning to the podcast, our parasitic worm about to find a new host, Noelle. Sup, dogs. Hell yeah. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> so many dogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if that in the episode title was not enough of a hit, this week we are watching Parasite the Maxim as we continue through Horror Month. Uh, tell me, Noelle, w- based on that name, Parasite the Maxim, what did you think this anime was going to be about? So my very first thought was about that 2019 movie, Parasite. Mm. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, you know, maybe this anime isn't directly about parasites, but maybe, like, the verb, you know, to parasite. But then I was like, it's spooky season. Like, it's probably realistically about an actual, like, bug squatter. So, <laughs> bug squatter. Well, that's what they do. They just, like, yeah, make a little it's home. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, it's probably about bug squatter named Maxim, but his name's, like, Maximilius, but, like, oh, his friends so call him cute. Maxim for short. I just figured it was, like, his journey about finding homes, I guess. In different people? Yeah. Is each episode, like, in a different body? Um, I hadn't actually thought about that, but that's a good, um... You it's know, that's just, a, like, that's a, good a Venom idea. relationship. But, like, with several different people. Well, yeah, I mean, it can't be the same person the entire time. Well, like, and, like, just... maybe he, like, helps them in some way. Like, he is a parasite, but, like, he's basically with them. Until, like, they found the thing that they were looking for in the episode and then moves on to the next host. He's, like, like Queer Eye like, for bugs. Well, I was going to say it was, <laughs> I was going to say it's, like, Quantum Leap, but that also works. <laughs> quantum exactly. Leap, Queer Eye, it's the same thing. <laughs> we're really just trying to help our hosts be the best that they could possibly be, which is, like, the other yeah. meaning of, like, Maxim. He's, like, the greatest, you know? Yeah. Is their maximum potential. Exactly. Uh, Well, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change? I mean, no. (laughs) And I I realized that this, you know, is the second time that I've also like doubled down on my first instinct. But no, it didn't. It didn't change. He has friends. He's there. And they're having a good time. You know, they're all looking pretty sad. And he's there to make them happy. Okay, well then let's talk about these characters that uh, apparently are here to be made happy. Uh, let's start in the man in the back with eyes all over his body. Okay, that's that's totally Maxim. Like, oh, that's Maxim. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, like he is the parasite and he's just like all eyes and teeth. He's got his whooshy swirly limbs. Like he's sad. He's tired of just kind of depleting his friends' lives and he wants out of the business. You know, he's trying to figure out how can he still be a parasite without killing the people he loves because he's trying to help mm-hmm. them. Okay, I love that. And is that why, you know, like his tentacled bladed arms are around everyone because he's trying to hold them close? Right. It's protection, not hostage. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Tell me then about this girl with the glasses on the right-hand side. Okay. Girl with glasses has a crush on the main guy in the middle, whom I named Marvin. I know you didn't ask about him, but I named him. And she's like totally into him. And that's as far as I got. She's got that little cute smirk, her little sideways glance. She's like, yeah, hi, notice me. Well, then what about pink scrunchie girl? So, okay, that one was interesting because at first I was like, that's totally who Marvin is crushing on. But then I was trying to figure out the relationship of the three gals to his side. And so if 
like she ended up being Marvin's sister instead, um, which I know his name isn't Marvin, but for the sake of this. <laughs> and, for the uh, sake of this is Marvin. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't figure out if it was like his love interest or like his sister. <laughs> well, that's pretty on par for anime. Uh, then why don't you <laughs> move complex. on to the girl on the front right with the green hair tie? Okay, so that was like who I originally thought was Marvin's best friend from childhood. They're like definitely neighbors because that's how that goes. But then I thought if like the ponytail gal was his sister, then that would be his love interest. So it was like whichever one fell in line where would determine who was what. I usually don't like respond to your predictions, but it's so funny how you got the personalities right, but for the wrong people. You are dead on on each of their personalities if you were talking about a different one. (laughs) Close enough. We're going to jump across to this woman with purple hair. I thought she's an evil scientist. She maybe she like made Maxim in a lab or she discovered him frozen in snow from 60 million years ago or like something creepy like that. And then maybe she like studies him and she introduces him to the kids because like he needs new hosts to stay alive so she can like study him but she's like she's the bad one and um i thought maybe she would be like a science teacher and that's how she has access to the kids yeah that's about as far as i got (laughs) okay and then uh what about this woman with dark hair looking off to the right i 100 percent believe she is a ghost I think that she was Maxim's like last host and then she died and now she's just kind of like the conscience who haunts science lady girl. Um, And she's like trying to encourage her to be like, stop making Maxim do these things. He doesn't want to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, the boy in the middle with glasses and an eye for a thumb. Marvin. Yes. Yes. So that was the first thing I noticed was the eyeballs on his fingers. I pegged him as Maxim's current host. I kind of just assumed, like, based on how he looked, he's the kind of guy who has unfortunate things happen to him a lot. And I just figured, like, when Maxim moved in, his first response was like, oh, man, like, not again. It just <laughs> would happen. So regular blah, Charlie Brown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does look so bummed out. Right? He's like, huh. <laughs> oh, poor Marvin. Okay, well, uh, I, I like this uh, this kooky cast of characters we have here in this Touched by an Angel, Quantum Leap, Queer Eye, Osmosis Jones story we have. Yep. I forgot yep. about Touched by an Angel. It's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how accurate those predictions are by watching episodes one and two of Parasite the Maxim. So why don't we go ahead and do that and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. All right, we're back and we watched episodes one and two of Parasite the Maxim. Noelle, tell me, what did you think? I definitely thought the intro is like sick. It just comes in hard. It's like all energy. It's like... As in the song or just the beginning of the anime? Both. I mean, it literally starts with someone's head getting chomped off. That's true. Oh, and I also like the like a human had a passing, like a person had a passing thought and then it's just like... Right. I mean, it's just so mysterious. And then we just like jump right into that fun intro song. It's a great time. Like it it shoots you straight into the plot. Like you don't have to wor- wonder what this is going to be about. But 
Let's talk about what this is about by doing some quick housekeeping. So, Parasite the Maxim is based on the manga Parasite by Hitoshi Isawaki that ran in Monthly Afternoon Magazine from 1988 to 1995 for a total of 10 volumes. There have been two tribute mangas, one-shots written by several other mangaka and collected into Neo-Parasite M and Neo-Parasite T. There's also a spin-off one-shot named Parasite Reversi. The anime was directed by Kenichi Shimizu and Yang Byung-gil and done by Madhouse, who also did last week's anime Death Note, for Nippon TV from October 2014 to March 2015 for 24 episodes. Alongside the anime, two live-action movies were released, Parasite Part 1 releasing October 2014 around the premiere of the anime, and Parasite Part 2 in April 2015, a month after the anime's end. With that, let's jump into episode 1 and 2. Shinichi Izumi wakes up with a bizarre feeling in his right hand and on his way to school gropes fellow student Satomi Murano. While Shinichi slept during the night, a parasite attempted to enter his body through his ear canal in order to control his brain, but since Shinichi wore earphones, it broke into his right arm instead. While on his way home the next day, Shinichi tries to save the little girl from being run over by a car and he witnesses his right arm stop the car. Confused, he tries to stab his hand with a knife, but the parasite reveals its form on his hand and breaks the knife. Shinichi is now forced to cooperate with the parasite while keeping it a secret from his parents, Kazuyuki and Nobuko Izumi. Later, Shinichi's parasite directs him to a dog which has been inhabited by another parasite, and he has shown that the only way to kill it is to destroy the heart of its host. Shinichi's parasite gives itself the name Migi, meaning right. After Shinichi impresses Satomi Murano by making the winning shot in a basketball game at school, Kazuki Nagai becomes jealous and picks a fight with Shinichi outside. Shinichi recalls in fear, but Migi forces him to fight back and punch Kazuki. Shinichi later hears from Yuka Tachikawa that gruesome mincemeat murders are being reported in various locations around the world. He learns from Migi that parasites practice cannibalism for survival. Migi senses a parasite nearby controlling a man named Mr. B, and Shinichi heads to an alley to lead him away from other people. Mr. B invites Migi to join him in order to extend their lifelines, but Migi chooses to kill Mr. B and remain with Shinichi. The next day, after Shinichi treats Satomi to pancakes, they see three thugs throwing stones at a cat buried in a playground sandbox. Shinichi intervenes and stops them, surprising Satomi by his apparent change of personality. And that's where episode one and two end. I would like to start out saying that I was hoping that they killed those boys. Yeah. Oh, the boys throwing rocks at the buried cat? That was fucking terrible. That was cool. Yeah. I, like, also low-key wished it was a parasite and that it ate those boys. Like the that rock, been a very uh, Captain Marvel moment. Yeah, that the the rock <laughs> like hit the cat, but the cat had opened up its spooky mouth, and it was like, um, 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 and it gets out of the sand and eats them. But, but they then can't. He would have probably had to kill the cat. No, oh. he'd be like, "That's valid. Keep going, little cat." But also, according but then the to cat the cat, would have started killing all the other cats. I was gonna say, according to the rules, the cat would only be able to eat the other cats. Yeah, but Mickey would have, like, ripped its little heart out because, you know. Exactly. So, you know, all's well that ends well. That cat's alive and not a parasite, which is a good thing. And it didn't get hit with a rock. <laughs> it no. didn't. They were luckily missed. bad aims. Yeah. And terrible people. And, you know, I do wish Shinichi maybe would have done some nom nom on them. But, you know, he's not going to attack humans. He's not going to kill humans. Also, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to because I really do want to. I was like, oh, is he about to become like a vegan? I was wondering uh, that. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I mean, so I will say I started watching this anime yesterday before heading into work. Uh, and I am now four episodes away from ending. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am obsessed. I love this anime a lot. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Really cool. 
Yeah. But yeah, so like, let's talk about kind of some of the stuff that happened. So obviously, I kind of alluded to it, joked about it in like the intro intro of the episode. But like, I don't think this is like a direct allegory, but there is something to be said about like a teenager, you know, kind of going through changes and his right hand just, you know, kind of takes control of him sometimes. Yeah, that'd be some awkward porn. I mean, it really gives me that Ash versus Evil Dead movie. (laughs) No, I completely agree with the whole Evil Dead. I love it. For me, the whole time I was thinking of Devin Sawa from Idle Hands. Classic 1999 movie. It was perfect. Have you seen Idle Hands, Noelle? Um, I might have. It has Devin Sawa and Seth Green. It's, It's based on the whole, like, Idle Hands of the Devil's Play things and, like, his hand gets basically, like, possessed by a demon and, like, is killing people. See, right. from my, like, very hazy memory, I thought he got, like, the hands of a serial killers, but your thing makes more sense. Yeah, I think um, it was, like, playing in the background at the old place I used to live at, so I probably that came makes downstairs sense. during that. Uh... <laughs> that group definitely would be watching Out of Hands. Right, so I think I saw, like, part of it where, were his parents, like, out of town or something, and he, like, wasn't supposed to be bad, but then his, like, hand was bad i don't know yes. not making up yes. my own story so. no 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 i think you're right i think you're right it's been a while since i saw it okay. saw it like 10 years ago on cinemax but yes but yeah so obviously there's a lot of things kind of in the realm of like your hand takes control but obviously a lot of it comes from like you know the masturbation the right. masturbation which you know actually <laughs> kind of i was gonna happens. say also not great because his hand does have a mouth so oh interesting I mean, I, I'm sure there is a ton of, Rule 34. of fucking Shinichi and uh, Migi porn out there. Ugh. Well, can we just talk about the fact that one, Migi, like in their first appearance, kind of looks like they belong on the cast of All Real Monster- Monsters. But oh, it's also 100%. Like, probably like one of the most cousin. endearing characters. <laughs> distant cousin of, what's his name? The one with the eyeballs, the yeah. one that's holding its eyeballs. I forget its name. But it sounded like the purple one. But you're right. It did sound like the purple one from All Real Monsters. And look like the one holding its eyeballs, which is <laughs> apt because it's all eyeball. <laughs> so I would like to say there's definitely a Twilight moment when he like saves the girl. He's like literally in the same position as Edward Cullen, like crunching the front of that car. Oh, that's cute. Oh, 100%. Except there was, like, no gaslighting towards the little girl. No one questions it either, though. Like, no one's, like... Like, the guy in the car's not like, what did you just do to my car? The woman's not like, thanks for saving my daughter. Like, everything's just kind of happening around him, but he's like, time to get out of (laughs) here. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy was, like, speeding, clearly, in a residential zone. So, um, he knows he was in the wrong, and... He almost hit a little girl. My thing is, they were all just in shock, and then when they go home, the mom's like, wait a minute, that man stopped a whole car with just his hand. That's not normal. <laughs> She's traumatized and haunted by it for the rest of her life. Because she oh. gets uh, infected with the parasite, but a non-helpful <laughs> parasite. Noelle was right in the fact that it does help Shinichi. But it doesn't want to help Shinichi. Migi's purpose is, is self-preservation. Right. Right. It just yeah. happens that Shinichi's survival is Miggy's survival. But do we think, like, at the end of episode two, when Miggy was like, I chose you because you were, like, the just the safest choice. Um, do we think that that was just a cop out and like? Oh, it's very like I don't. Of course, I didn't want to stay with you, Baka. Nikki's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking tsundere. I mean, yeah, uh, and obviously, like they're just gonna get. You know, it is gonna be very you know a Venom and Eddie situation. As Good the thing we just goes. saw Venom too. 
Which was so good, by the way. Go it was watch really it, funny. Y'all. I've seen none of the Venoms, but that's what I call Venmo. Venoms. Yep. Because <laughs> hemorrhage is your money. Well, because autocorrect, but yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, obviously, in these few episodes, like, it's very, like, him and Miggy are very, like, separate entities. I think as the stuff goes on, like, the, the lines start getting blurred a little bit. But what I really like is kind of just the confidence boost he had at the end of episode two where i don't even think he was like oh because i think miggy could stop you guys i mean i honestly know it's not that i think it's literally he's like well what else could fucking happen to me at this point right he already is like dealing with the fact that like he's having he's already having these realizations that like humans do eat like a bunch of like animals and like what is the difference between other aliens eating them and also he's like I don't know. Yeah, maybe we fucking deserve this. People are shit. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah. I love that they're kind of painting the picture that, how do I explain this? Like humans value human life above all else. And that's what the parasites are doing too. But he's realizing like, we're not above any other animal. We, you know, we're not saints. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a point that's brought up a lot. Like even later on, like you get moments where like someone will be like, oh yeah, all parasites deserve to die or something. and Miggy will be like, well, what if I said the same thing about humans? Like, like, I don't see how you don't understand, like, the logical hypocrisy here. Right. Yeah. Something I found super interesting in both episodes is that Murano, Murano, how do you say her name? Murano. Murano. um, She asks him at the end of both. And I don't know if this continues on because I haven't seen past two episodes. Continues on to such an insane degree. Like, there's even a point where I was like, okay, we get it. We get it, Murano. So is she just like force sensitive and can just tell some things off with him? Like what? <laughs> no, but we do get a character that is like that later on. Is it the ghost? It's the ghost, Ooh. isn't it? It's the ghost. No, the ghost was that the woman you described as the ghost is his mom. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. When you meet his mom, that's that's that woman. Honestly, a ghost. I'm not wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But no, I mean, her whole thing, like, it's just more like her being like, wow, you're different, but like in a cutesy way. Obviously, as the show goes on, there are times where it's more pointed and there are times where it's more like out of concern. But she does continue to ask it up until like the end. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. But it's always with a different context. You know, it's kind of like how aloha can mean different things. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing with uh, are you uh, Shinichi Izumi? It's it's the same thing. It's their aloha. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because obviously like the it's weird because like clearly at the beginning of the episode, Shinichi and Murano aren't necessarily like dating, but they're clearly like kind of into each other. And by the end of episode two, you're like, wait, what's happening here? Are they dating? It's weird. Yeah. I, okay, so, like, basketball boy, I was so caught off guard how fast he started beating the shit out of Sinichi. Oh, yeah, he went straight for just beating the crap out of him. He chose violence, and, like, usually, you know, it's, like, kind of a buildup in a fight. Like, people and, push each other. Yeah, like, and... Puh, puh. and then, like, then there's a couple punches. No, he, like, fucking went for it, and he was, like, pop, pop, pop. Uh, do it again but then he wouldn't do it again because he got scared also miggy said he had blood in his bladder what 
Did he? I yeah. thought he just said, like, it's not good to have a urine in your bladder. Oh, I thought you said you have blood in your bladder. I feel like I missed whatever part you're both talking about. It's, like, right after the fight and when he ends up in the bathroom, like, talking to his dick. <laughs> oh, he, no, because he's like, you need a pee. It's not good to hold it in. That's all. I could have sworn I heard the word blood. It's like that scene from um, Liar Liar. Jesus. Or it's like that tweet from um, horrible person JK Rowling when she said that Hermione needs a memory ball to remind her to go pee after sex. Oh, oh. yeah. I remember that. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> ah, good. She is awful. Yeah, literally the worst. Fuck and transphobe, J.K. Rowling, anti-J.K. Rowling podcast. And fuck TERFs. I'm sorry if we have TERFs listening to this. Go fuck yourself. At this point, you've missed all of our early anti-TERF <laughs> rhetoric. I also like that Miggy... So this is something that you get throughout the series, but Miggy is insanely smart because Miggy is like studying, like learning everything off the internet right? that they can. You do meet a different parasite later on that learned everything from watching like TV and is like a crass like asshole. <laughs> I love it. And just Weird. curses a lot. That's <laughs> cool yeah. though. And it's so funny. It's the difference between me and PJ. I'd be the TV parasite and he'd be like the learning one. The book, the internet one. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be one of them fancy book learning parasites. I would be worse than the TV one because I'd be the type of parasite that watches like Bravo TV and Real Housewives of Insert City here and Quarters and Fixer Upper and just, you know, <laughs> that would be like what I would think life is about. For sure. We do K-drama parasite. Regardless, all parasites are inherently like the same logical creature. So it's interesting because it's like the same logic base, right? But it's just a dick about it. <laughs> Remind me of this is an episode two. I'm pretty positive this is an episode two. There's that scene in episode two where like for a second you see two parasites about to have sex. One, it's either the end of episode one or the end of episode two. And I was like, damn, that's a lot of holes. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who those people were. I'm going to be honest, the parasite guy at the end totally looked like maxim is that no you do not meet who you have dubbed as maxim until <laughs> I have to name uh, them. how else am i going to refer to them <laughs> the latter half of the series uh okay. that is our big bad goto oh go to the end uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but the two characters having sex they actually have straight up human sex this isn't like a spoiler spoiler but they're trying to see if they can reproduce too like how far do their human bodies go oh so okay. they don't have parasite sex they have sex for the purpose of procreation nothing else so it's what the churches want yes this is you know the church wants parasite the maxim and i won't allow it <laughs> well, do they do they have a parasite baby? Is that like a spoiler? Do I have to keep watching? I won't say okay. uh, whether they have a baby or not, or whether it's a parasite or whatever. But I will say this character oh, no. is fairly important. The female character specifically is that purple haired gal. That is the purple haired gal. That is mm. uh, Reiko Tamura, or she goes by a lot of names, uh, like Ryoko Tamiya. But uh, Reiko Tam uh, Tamura is her ending name. But she is uh, one of the more interesting characters. But yeah. She's in the poster as purple-haired gal. So now you know every character on the poster. Now I'm just thinking of Gina Davis and the fly and her dream sequence. Oh, man. The dream sequences in this anime are so wild. I've never seen the fly. Shocker. I'm not. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not shocked. But it is a weird one. 
Oh, yeah. And can we talk, speaking of the characters on the poster, I'm pretty sure this happens in episode one and two, but the other friends, so obviously the girl in the back of the, po- like the back, the, the one glasses. with the glasses, uh, was what you, he was the childhood best friend character for Marvin. Right. Or, She's a you know, troll, Shinichi. like 100%. <laughs> That's just the vibe I got. She's just trying to get him laid. They're best friends. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know their relationships well enough to go like, oh, she's being playful. I thought she was like, oh, being you a know. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, and then the other girl, the girl with like the pink scrunchie is clearly so into Shinichi. Yeah, that's true. Good for him. Well, because he's clearly not an unattractive guy. I mean, I only saw her the one time where she was like, yeah, go. Woo. Like in general, he just seems like a bummer even before he got Miggy. Miggy is just improving his way of life. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, because clearly, like, he has at least two girls that are into him. Right. right? And, like, he's doing well in school. He has a decent family life. You know, his parents are very loving. He has a good time. Really nothing super bad is going wrong with his life. Yeah. Other than he's, like, a bit of a scaredy cat. And honestly, that scene when, like, he's so smart, by the way. Uh, to With like have like to done the earphone thing where he like you know does like the like tourniquet ties them on his vein so that uh, oh, yeah. can't go any higher. Yeah, that was that was so clever. And then his parents were like kind making of fun of him the next day. It? They yeah. were showing him, the dad at least was fucking making fun of him. He was like, "Oh, did you catch that snake? That worm? So so weird." But also, you know what sucks is that if anything ever does happen to Miggy or Miggy is removed, like he just doesn't have a right arm anymore. <laughs> Right, which is fun. I do like the deal he made with Miggy, where Miggy was like, all right, when I'm asleep, you could use your right arm. And I was like, how nice. That was really kind of him. I'll give you function back. Why not? (laughs) But only when I'm asleep. I do like that they still need to sleep and eat and stuff. Right. Right. So what does Miggy eat? He just absorbs whatever Sinichi eats? He absorbs, since he has the same bloodstream, he's able to just live off of whatever Miggy eats. It actually comes up later, some of the other parasites, where he's like, you know, we have to eat other people to survive. And Miggy's like, do we, though? Because, like, I actually don't. True. Good for Miggy. Well, yeah. How would hands eat other hands? (laughs) He just keeps holding hands with people, and then they look down, and their hands are gone. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it's like, you know, a lesser version of the mincemeat murders. They're like, someone's stealing hands. It's like Sweet Caroline, but instead of hands touching hands, it's hands eating, eating hands. hands. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. <laughs> touching me, touching you. <laughs> For the purpose of eating. Got oh, a gosh. piece of the church. And I mean, thank God. I mean, now I just have to sleep with earphones all the time. And I have to make sure I'm easily, I sneeze easily. Well, I mean, if you're getting a tickle in your nose, I mean, it should just kind of happen. Just break your nose. <laughs> that too. What? Sure. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I just meant if you're cognizant and you see something like crawling in, it would probably tickle you. Yeah, I agree. Don't break your nose, people. <laughs> it's a warning. Do not listen to Skylar. <laughs> uh, I do like that the they've dubbed the murders the mincemeat murders. Yeah, I don't. It's so gruesome. I think it should be the eviscerated murders. I saw like the body that was like there on the lines. It was not cubes or mincemeat. It was literally just like flattened out like evisceration. Well, that's kind of brings me 
now I just have like a thought. So they're eating the other people. But I mean, laying out the innards of somebody on a clothesline, like either you did it for show because you're crazy, you didn't just eat all the bits or you you're like trying to dry or smoke them to eat them later as jerky. I was going to say, because I had that thought too. I was like, that's unnecessary. I was like, unless they're like drying it out in the sun. So yeah, I agree I with will you. say, honestly, that's like the only action that happens in the first few episodes that make no sense. But it has like that energy of like, hey, we're a pilot episode and we still don't fully get it. Type right. of stuff Because it literally does not make any sense based on their behavior throughout the rest of the series. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it just seems like they're like chomp, chomp, chomp. Man, that opening scene though, again, when like you just see his like full mouth, and I mean it's one of the most iconic moments from the anime, even though it's like, the first right. one. Like it, anytime someone is showing like a clip from Parasite, like in a like a quick little like oh talking about Parasite, that's always the clip they show. Right. I've seen that clip a million times before I watched this episode, these episodes. Seriously, especially when we were doing like horror research last year to like pick out our animes and stuff, I was like, uh, I saw it maybe twelve times, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty iconic, and obviously that kind of leads into just this anime's like not scary it's body horror which right. is scary to people like i don't think like i i know we have friends that could not have handled watching this yeah right right but like body horror isn't super scary to me but like i know for some people it's like terrifying right it's not as bad as cronenberg though i mean i saw color out of space and that one was pretty hard to swallow thanks hp lovecraft and <laughs> nick cage that's i was gonna say that's a nicholas cage one yeah 100 percent. yeah it's, i've heard it's good things rough well, now it makes me want to watch it more. <laughs> I I wasn't warned before we watched it. Oh, and like that's I also thought the title was like a color out of place, thinking like <laughs> I don't know, somehow a missing color affected the universe. Honestly, <laughs> that sounds beautiful I and I love it. <laughs> a color out of place sounds like a Disney Channel original movie that would have played at the same time as that one where Shia LaBeouf is a mentally challenged child. I was or just the color that. of friendship. Yeah, something there, you know? Yeah. It would have been about overcoming adversity and racism. Oh, yeah, and just 100%. Like general acceptings of, uh, acceptance of others' differences. Yeah. True 100%. confessions. That True confessions. Have. Thank you. Oh, yeah. What a movie. <laughs> Man, that made me so sad, especially like the spit hat part. People are terrible, like these cat, like these cat faces yeah, that we talked about already. Cat, they deserve death. I'm sorry. They deserve death. That cat was so cute. I don't know how you could look at that. It was a really that. cute cat. Like they had to pick up that cat and bury it up to its neck. Like I, where? Why the motivation? I can't. I and can't. that's already cruel in itself. Just burying the cat, yet alone like throwing rocks at it yeah because let's say that they were because they were because they were very like it's just a game bro uh as if that's a justification but like let's say the game was over would they have unburied the cat would they have let it go you know no probably not they were probably gonna kill that cat terrible that makes me sad I'm let's mad. talk they about the body horror instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the scariest part of the end <laughs> the body horror <laughs> Where they kill those guys later, hopefully in a different episode. Hopefully, oh, yeah. You slice them in half with your no, finger blade. I do not think they yeah. ever come back up. I also really quick thought they were gonna throw. He was gonna throw the rocks really hard at them, and it's gonna knock all three of them out. Yeah, oh, that'd have been fun. One throw, three rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's very interesting that like 
their body can transform so easily really makes me wonder about like what the composition of the parasites are to make your body like be able to split apart and stuff and come back together almost like a jelly. Well, essentially, like the point is they're just the head and they take control of the head as like a command center. Right. right? And their physiology, they could become as flowing as like plat like rubber or as hard as steel instantaneously so like if you were to go touch their cheek would it feel like human flesh or yes. feel like yeah it's it's completely human flesh but they could just manipulate its consistency okay to add on to you skylar like in the beginning of episode two that guy who saved that girl but then ended up killing them all literally says i guess it's time to change my face so like, does he change his look? Do they have the ability to... Oh, yeah. They could completely make themselves look like whoever they want. Oof. Yeah. Yikes. There's actually this super funny moment in one of the episodes where they're trying to track down someone. And Miki is like, I, he looks like this. And he turns himself to look like the guy. So it's Shinichi's arm and that guy's face at the end of it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, they can make themselves look like anyone, which is also, like, why they're ho- super hard to track down. Um, It comes up a lot as we go. I do like the design uh, when they are about to eat where, like, it's not just, like, their head opening, but it's, like, this like unraveling of the head to open their mouth and you just like see the different layers of the human body you know what i mean yeah yeah that's well, pretty cool. it's, it's almost like it's like almost like a flower that uh that blooms yeah. you know you know what really quick because like uh the dog like it's not gonna eat them because again it's against the rules of the world but like it was gonna just attack them and kill them well, yeah, because again, the purpose is the parasites have a sense of self-preservation. It's still a parasite. It's not like dog smart. It's parasite smart. Right. You know, it's as smart as Migi. The point is, it sees them as a threat, and it's going to eliminate the threat. It doesn't have to eat them afterwards. Well, okay. it, also, it also mentions that they both had failed, right? So yeah. their intent was to get a human brain. He was in a dog, and she was in a hand. So I right. think he was trying to... Not necessarily, well, that's a good question, because Miggy's just trying to stay alive, but that guy seemed real, like, I failed, you failed, we have to die now, so. No, it was just like, oh, you failed too, that sucks. Also, you're a threat because this human, uh, so I'm going to kill you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and I mean, that's a big thing in general. People see him as an especially big threat because, I mean, it's a human that knows about them and has, you know, like, he's, he's a danger. Right. Because they know he's going to have, like, you know, he's going to want to protect humans, obviously. But he is, like, now super paired with Miggy. He's a lethal protector, like Venom. (laughs) This is just Venom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right, well, so, I mean, Parasite is a, it's a wild ride from beginning to end, especially from beginning to end, because we have a pretty good opening and outro song attached to this. So why don't we talk about the music of Parasite by talking about our intro song, which is Let Me Hear by Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You get to know,
Noelle, tell me, what did you think of that song? I had a really good time with it. It was um, high energy. I felt like, yeah, the intensity of parasites and living in a world with them. And it was like really cool. Um, While watching it, those little green, well, I guess it was a green background with the little like floaty bits, like right when it starts, kind of reminded me of all of those, like how COVID is transmitted um, videos you have to watch. I don't yeah, one hundred. Any of you guys watched that? But that was the first thing I thought was like, "Ooh, look at this disease just <laughs> floating around." <laughs> Wear a mask, everyone. Yeah, Wear a mask, no. everyone. <laughs> Wear a mask, and yeah, I agree. This song slaps, uh, slaps hard. It's really good. It, yeah, I I had a great time listening to it. Love the visuals for the opening. They are very solid. <laughs> I mean, 18, 20 episodes in, I still have not skipped the intro because it's really good. Yeah, it's so rude that Netflix just is like, oh, you don't want to watch that. And I'm like, stop it. I do. I do. I know. You have to like <laughs> choose not to skip it. Excuse you. I know. Disrespect. It's really gorgeous. I really liked it. And I agree with Noelle where it is very just like that great high energy and it's really preparing you for what you just saw with the head biting and what you're you know what you will continue to see moving on yeah 100 percent. it was just like classic screamo it was it was great so then let's talk about the outro which is it's the right time by daichi muda Noelle, what did you think of that? It's interesting, right? Because basically the intro is so high energy, so screamo, so like amping you up. And the the outro feels very much like calming. A wine We're friends, partnership. Like it's like everything's going to be okay feelings. Um, And so it's just, it's such a difference that, you know, we start on such a high and then they kind of just calm you down at the end and say, it's okay. So that's something PJ explains a lot. A very common trope of anime where it starts out like high energy, really strong, and then it like it kind of like lulls you to a close. It like brings you down and like um, makes you more comfortable. Well, it did that very well. I felt calm at the end of each episode, and then right into the next one, I was like, "Whoa, okay, we're back." (laughs) Yeah, and it's a, and I mean, aside from that, it's just a great song too. It's really good. I love how like mellow it is. The visuals are beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like they have spoilers in it, unlike the intro. No, for sure. It's very just visual space. The intro is obviously, you know, like most anime intros, kind of preparing you for what you're going to expect throughout the season. But this is, yeah, very just pretty images. Right. Yeah. So then, yeah, let's move on to our section. What modern or contemporary artists would you think would do a good job with these anime intros and outros? So, Noel, why don't you tell me who you think would do a good job with Let Me Hear? I was between two bands. I was thinking like Amberlynn or AFI Ooh. would probably do a great job with that. Oh, yeah. I think they would both do a great job. I think AFI slightly better than Amberlynn. Yeah, I think so, too. I originally wrote down Amberlynn, but then I kept like listening to music and I was like, 
probably AFI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Sky? So I, my first thought was a different band that I've already said. To me, I know I could just say it again, but it feels a little cheap. So I've gone with Pierce the Veil. Pierce the Veil, phenomenal. I've picked Pierce the Veil before. I think they are a great choice. Uh, this is probably the most confident I've ever felt. Like, Skylar always comes into this being like, I'm so confident. I know the song that this is exactly the song that it is. Honestly, Noel, it shook my confidence because usually that's me. And he came out and he's like, you don't even fucking know. I have this so in the bag. Oh and I was God. like, damn. And I, it's fine. I feel like you guys might not know this band or this song, but this was a very pivotal song for me in sixth grade. Uh, so I'm going to go with the band is Attack Attack. I love Attack Attack. And this is Stick Stickly by Attack Attack. This is a one for one recreation of Stick. I literally was listening to them back to back being like, this is the same song. They just did the same song. This is it right here. <laughs> I <laughs> have never week. heard of them. I will have to listen. It's it's good. I completely forgot about Attack Attack. And Attack Attack is a pivotal, like, almost quintessential that, like, I'm singing like this, and then I scream, 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 like, bad, so good. So that's mine. I think these are all phenomenal choices. I would listen to all three versions of this song. My second choice was Sleepy with Sirens. Oh, I think Pierce the Veil was a better choice. Okay, good. I also haven't heard of Pierce the Veil. Uh, it's very, like, uh, arc- like operatic emo Screamo. metal, emo screamo. Hmm. But yeah, it's good stuff. I have some homework. <laughs> so let's move to the outro, which is It's the Right Time. Noelle, who did you pick for that? Um, So I really got kind of like smooth singing vibes. Um, it, When I first heard it, it sounded like Lean on Me. But I ultimately landed on, I think, Bruno Mars would same, do that song. Same Bruno Mars. I also picked Bruno Mars. Really? <laughs> this is When I Was Your Man. This is no yeah, other song exactly than When I Was Your Man. <laughs> no, that sounds great. I like it. Oh, Skylar, doesn't, Skylar I think, thinks she has a better choice. I, I did not say that. No, I said I like that. I, I don't know. Because, like, I understand, because you guys went with a more modern choice, and I think I went a little too far back, maybe. But I chose Savage Garden, like, the truly, madly, deeply, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty good, too. Okay. Uh, Okay. I just, I think I just need you to listen to this song, and then When I Was Your Man, and be like, oh, yeah, no, this is the same song. I've just never heard Savage Garden croon. Like, Truly Madly Deeply is like, and it's like, that doesn't give me. The chorus is like, not like that, though. Wait, what? Wait, could you do that again? I don't want to. (laughs) I was going to say Savage Garden is all like kind of crooning. It's not like spoken, I guess, the way Noelle, like my interpretation of what she was singing a, a second ago was very like. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong song. That's uh, the one I'm talking is like, I want to stand with you on a mountain. Oh, I was thinking of a different song, but still, that's not really like, I don't know. Eh. So, okay. I, I personally, as someone who does know song, both songs very well, I do think Savage Garden is a very good choice. I do think that's this all I is needed. When I Was, I was Your I Man. I Want You by Savage Garden. My apologies. Okay. Yeah, I think this is, though, when I was your man by Bruno Mars. I'm sorry, Skylar, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm glad we came to understanding here. Uh, I think we all came up with very good choices. Uh, Very solid outing for Attack Attack and Bruno Mars specifically. Uh, I'm kidding. Sorry, Noah. (laughs) 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's fine. I like what I chose. So yeah, you know, I like that confidence. You know, so (laughs) what is that that Jennifer Aniston clip? I love your confidence. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, gosh. Well, with that said, uh, I think uh, great talk about the music. So let's take a quick break to watch some additional clips, get some additional context, and then get Noel's closing thoughts on Parasite the Maxim. So everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We saw some additional clips, some additional context, some additional kills, some additional parasites, and some additional depressing, depressing seeds. All right, y'all. Noelle, what did you think after all of that? Yeah, it it gets to be a lot. Um, not that the beginning two episodes were cute and casual. I mean, we just discussed how it's also kind of deep, but seeing what is coming, it definitely escalates. <laughs> Definitely. And I only gave us clips up until where I've seen. I literally, that last clip I showed you guys is the episode I just ended like 10 minutes before we started recording. So there's might be even more stuff after that. But that's just as far as I went. We don't even know (laughs) how it ends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Skylar, this is also your first time watching this. What uh, what are your thoughts? I always knew that this was going to be like a great anime. It's always been on my list, but like doing this podcast, it's really sometimes difficult to just like fit things in. And like seeing the context clips does make me a little sad that I haven't watched it sooner um, because I definitely want to finish it. Yeah, I I love to see it. I mean, obviously, I also just started watching this, but like I consider myself mostly caught. I mean, I am mostly caught up. So like, obviously, my opinion is I loved it because I'm pretty much there but uh with what you guys saw did you guys end up with a favorite character i think miggy's my favorite (laughs) miggy is a pretty great character and i didn't show too much of it but miggy obviously i feel like even if they don't choose to does get closer to shinichi oh so it's like a cute little pet on his hand uh yeah no miggy's a great choice what about you sky Honestly, it is Sinichi. Like, I hate going with main characters, but, like, based off the context, like, just, like, the journey, the emotional journey he has to go through is just sings to me. I don't know. No, it's really good. My favorite character just changed with the last episode I saw. So up until that episode, my favorite character was Kana, uh, who is a character you guys haven't met yet, but you saw a little bit of in the context. But then my favorite character by the last episode I saw is Ryoko. Uh, Ryoko is probably my favorite character so far in the series just so compelling so interesting and again a character you guys didn't super meet but you got to interact with in the context okay but yeah those are my favorite characters (laughs) yeah awesome and a special shout out to Uda and Ja who Uh, are the uh, other (laughs) parasites oh okay oh uh, Ja guy okay 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 (laughs) got it who you guess on the context but yeah so with all of that we have your thoughts your favorite characters so noel i just have one thing left to ask you so you know this anime keeps asking like are humans are humans any different than animals at the end of the day like right like where do we draw the line like obviously we see ourselves higher up on this hierarchy so that's how we justify these terrible things that we do but i think there's really one thing that puts us and the animals separate and that's it. We like anime. Uh, and I need to ask you, do you like this anime? So, Noelle, would you keep watching Parasite the Maxim? I absolutely would. But I also have to mention um, that my cat, the doctor, watches anime as well. 
so oh damn yeah maybe <laughs> that's to be fair it is a cat with a doctorate degree so it's right. obviously got its own special circumstances he does on. need us to turn it on but once it's on he watches it with us <laughs> i was gonna say what was his stance on the cat sandbox scene um, he definitely was napping. <laughs> anti, anti scene. I'm really happy he didn't see that because it probably would have been devastating. Yeah, it would have right. been very traumatic for him to see. But with that said, a kawaii success in the book. You love to see it. A, a great way to continue through Horror Month and a great uh, bring back for Noel. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited that you liked it. I'm excited that you liked it, Skylar. Clearly, I liked it. This is new excitement because I also just started it yesterday and I'm almost done with it. But with all of that said, that is not where we are going to end our journey today. Because now it's time for, is there an MV for that? AMV, anime music videos, is there an AMV for that? All right, Noel, you remember the rules. I need you to tell me your song and artist for Parasite the Maxim. So I picked Savior by Rise Against. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> unfortunately there's no amv to savior for parasite the vaccine but there is an amv for rise against song there is one for worth dying for by rise against so that is going to be two points in the book for noel but skylar you're also fresh on these two episodes tell me what are your song and artist Okay, so I 100% believe that this AMV does not exist, but it should. <laughs> um, I went with Cannibal by Kesha. Oh, fun. <laughs> I'm your cannibal, cannibal, I'll eat you up. It is a great song, a great choice, but unfortunately does not exist. Man, right. what a like missed opportunity, though. You know? Right? That was good, Skylar. <laughs> Thanks. If we have any fans that do AMVs, do that for yeah, me. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, no no points for Cannibal, even though I think you were robbed. I also think Noel was robbed, but uh, that is still a solid two points. But that there's still a chance that we might end up with a solid three here. Because now it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Is there an AMV for Parasite the Maxim to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? Do you think there will be one, Noel? Yes. Uh, you are 100% right. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yes. Uh, there are many AMVs to Parasite for Bring Me to Life. So that is three points all told. A successful outing on the AMV game, even though I feel you were both robbed of a solid four point victory. We still end up strong with a Kawhi success in the book and three points locked away and the end of the episode. Noelle, thank you so much for joining us. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, thanks for inviting me back. I had a blast and I got to watch some really great anime that will continue on through the spooky season. Hell yeah. Heck yeah, you love to see it. And I hope you had a good time, Noah, but I also hope our audience had a good time. I hope you guys had a fun time, a parasite time, a right hand with a mind of its own time, and just, you know, a meeky time. It just means right, so you had the right kind of time. I was going to say, hopefully not a Rule 34 kind of time. A hopefully not a Rule 34 kind of time, unless that's what you're into kind of time. I, I won't But that is time. the end of our time today. And until next time, we hope your wait isn't a cool why disappointment? I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I've been Noel. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawhi Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 